with no family, all that house just goes to waste. You can fix a feast to feed an army, but with no friends, there's no need to celebrate. Back in the strong needs the weak we're all searching for the missing and we're all the missing piece the strong needs the weak and the weak needs the strong we're all searching for the answer worship the rock of our salvation.
that you feel. He is Lord. He is Lord of all. Just relish in that. Connect with him right here and now. Even if you want to close your eyes, lift your hands. God, you are Lord of all. Everything that I see, you created. You are Lord of all. Let him touch your heart. Let him heal your body. Let him feel your, your soul connect with him. Amen. Welcome this morning. You can go ahead and be seated. Well, we've had church, yeah? And we have church online, and we want to welcome you, those of you that are online this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? So if you want to connect with what's going on around here, we're going to show you this link, faithwestwood.com forward slash Sunday links. If you want to know anything about what's going on, that's the place to go. It has the Sunday links. It has everything that's happening. So it looks like that on your phone. If you're at home and you're watching your computer or you're watching from an iPad or watching from your television, you can use your phone to go to that link. And you can get the connection card there. You can give us your prayer requests. You can sign up for the Monday email as, as well. So this morning, what I want to celebrate is connection with our pantry. We have people out there, I, I watched them, uh, they were, you know, planting and sowing seeds and watering in the, in the garden, you know, and um, it was nice to see people just volunteer because they know this is what the fruit of their labor is and they get to share it and connect with people as they come to our next pantry. And it's really important you know, what God has called us to do is just, you know, look in the eyes of someone and say, we love you. We cherish you enough to, to participate in this work and ministry for you. So um, real quick, I just want to talk about the idea of connection. Have you been to a grocery store lately where you used to walk up and down the aisles and enjoy people's company and, and talk and be able to say hi to a cashier and you actually could talk to the, you know, bagger? doesn't happen that much anymore. You can actually go into a grocery store and you can shop, not talk to anybody, check out, still not talk to anybody, get to your car and you haven't said hello to anyone. And then now, the other day I was at a grocery store and you can have smart carts where you put the food in and that cart registers what you bought, how much it is, and you can actually charge your card on the smart cart as you're bagging it, you go out, you haven't said hello to anybody. No connection whatsoever. That's why I love coming to church. You are my family. I want to connect with you. I want to know what's going on with you. So celebrating, you know, the pantry. This is another thing that I just love what we do here. We're Later on in the service, we're going to pray for these blankets and these shawls and these afghans. People from our fellowship make these. We sell, we sell them. We don't sell them. We give them to the people on this handout that you got when you came in. And so we're celebrating that we have the opportunity to pray over these things. 
and give them away. But also, we have them for you. They're free out front. You just take them, boy, girl, baby, all those. Take them and minister to somebody who's grieving, who needs prayer, somebody who, you know, maybe you just want to connect with. Give them that opportunity. Also, we've been giving out the June 11th celebration of Steve's ministry. Those cards and invitation cards are out by the coffee bar area. There's a table across from that. You can pick those up in there. And then VBS. You'll see the VBS people out. They need your volunteers. They need you to sign up. It's free. Vacation Bible School. It's free. So we need to come alongside that, volunteer our time, and sign people up. So let's pray as we continue our worship um, with the Lord. Father, we thank you for the opportunity for your just being in this house today. We'd rather not be anywhere. We want to be here with you. And so, Father, we thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. Receive our worship as love. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. Your presence. 
Thank you. You may be seated, and I'd like to invite the family up for the baptism. If you'd come on up, and Mom and Dad and Max. We have uh, David and, and Jen. Uh, why don't you stand over here on this side for me? Thank you. David and Jen uh, Borcherding, and this is son Max. He is six and almost seven and just finished first grade, right? Yeah. And um, so it is an honor that we get to be a part of his faith family, and we get to recognize that today in baptism. And uh, so I got some questions for uh, mom and dad, and uh, Grandma Connie, you can uh, answer too, all right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your own sin? Answer, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression, whatever forms they present themselves? Answer, I do. I do. And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Answer, I do. One more question. Will you nurture Max in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and your example he may be guided to accept God's grace for himself, to profess his faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? Answer, I will. Okay, now baptism is a promise of God. Parents are making a promise. We're also making promises. Do you as Christ's body the church Reaffirm both your rejection uh, to sin and your commitment to Christ. Let's answer, we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life, and will you include Max in your care? Uh, will you join with me as we say these words on the screen? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround Maxwell with a community of love and forgiveness that he may grow in his service to others. We will pray for Maxwell that he may be a true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life. Let's pray. Oh Lord, the pouring of this water reminds us that you poured out your Holy Spirit upon your people, young and old. And Lord, we pray that by that same Holy Spirit, you will draw Max into a life with you, into a life of being a follower of Jesus, his deep, daring, daily disciple. Amen. Okay, Max, you want to stand over here in front of me and look toward me, buddy? All right. And what's the first and middle name? Maxwell Charles. Okay, Maxwell Charles. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, you want to turn around? Hey, everybody, this is Maxwell Charles Borcherding, and uh, we got to be a part of this moment. I was telling him before the service about how this is like an invisible mark. Baptism is like an invisible mark that will be on him the rest of his life. 
and it's a sign that he's one of Jesus' people. And so we're, we're thankful for that. And, and Max, we're looking forward to the day when you're going to grow up and, and tell us about how much you love Jesus and you've learned from him and, and want to be his, his, uh, his man forever, okay? All right. Um, and uh, so I'd like to uh, have a prayer over Max, and then we'll have a blessing on the family. So, Lord God, we, we ask that you will continue to uh, watch over Max throughout his life. And, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are his good shepherd and uh, that you're watching over him, that you are caring for him, that you are picking up and carrying him when he needs that, Lord. We, and if he ever strays from you, Lord, we're counting on you that you're going to go and look for him and bring him home. And uh, so, Lord, we, we name and claim uh, Max as a member of your family today. Amen. And uh, we uh, also have a blessing for the family. And so I'm going to ask all of you if you'll join me. And, and our tradition is to, to lift a hand toward those that we're blessing. If you'd like to, you may join us. Let's pray. Dear God, we pray the blessing of your grace, wisdom, and love upon this family. As the first teachers of their children, may the parents be the best teachers, leading the family closer to you and bearing witness to your love in all they say and do. Amen. Thank you all. And uh, I want to call the kids down for our children's time, all right? So, Max, you can stay up here if you want for just another minute or two. And uh, have a seat. Have just kind of sit down here on the floor around me, will you? All right. And all the other kids can come on down too for our children's time. All right. So good to see you all. Well, <clears throat> um, you all, you probably came, came from home today, right? Before you, you were at home before you came here. Do you have somebody at your home who will never give up on you. Yeah, he, you do? Have somebody at your home that will never give up on you. How about a grand... Do you have grandparents, too, that are like that? Do you have a grand grandparent that will never give up on you? Do you? Yeah. Have you ever had a teacher like that? A teacher that you would say, yeah, that person would never give up on me. Have you had one like that? Yeah. And I want you to... When you go back to your seats in a little bit, look at all these people. Because this place is filled with people who would never give up on you. Right? They'll never give up on you. They're always going to believe the best in you. They're always going to help you along the way if you need help. Uh, they're going to love you and pray for you and, and do everything they can to help uh, everything go great for you. And uh, so... Uh, you know, there are some people in this world that give up on God. Have you ever heard of that? They do. They give up on God. But you know the good thing is, God doesn't give up on them. Right? God is still calling them and trying to show them how much he loves them because God will never give up on them and God will never give up on you. Yeah. So... Anyway, and we're going to promise that we're not going to give up on God, right? All right, because God's never going to give up on us. So let's pray about that, all right? Lord God, uh, we thank you. You're such a great God. 
that you would never give up on us. And uh, what a great, what a, that just makes us smile to think of that. And so, Lord, when we know who you are and how great you are, we never want to give up on you either. And we always want to keep loving you, and, and we thank you that we get to be a part of this faith family that shares that love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's stand for the blessing. May the Lord bless you and always smile upon you. Amen. And now you can head back to your uh, families for the rest of worship. shall soon dissolve like snow
the sun forbear shine but God who called me here below will be Yeah, uh, you know, once a year, uh, maybe twice a year, sometimes we, we dedicate these blankets that are part of our uh, blanketed with prayer ministry. And uh, so uh, today we're going to do that. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit. I don't know, are, is anyone here on the blanketed with prayer team? Yeah, a couple of you right here. Maybe some, there's some more back there. We had about a half a dozen at the first service, and I think there are more than that. Uh, but you all have been busy, right? And uh, all look at all this crochet work that has been done on these blankets. And uh, uh, I want you to know that while some of these are going to people in our church, most of them are going beyond our church. And, uh, you know, as you think about all, every one of these shawls and afghans and blankets, and then there's a whole bunch of hats and baby blankets and down here on the uh, lower step, uh, think of how many people this represents. Um, and uh, I know that uh, they, they say a prayer for the people who will be receiving those, and we want to ask the Lord today to, to bless those who receive them and just that it'll be a way that God touches their lives. Um, I was looking at some of these, and all the different colors are just amazing because they use whatever yarn they get, Right? And look at, look at this one. Isn't that beautiful and bright? And, uh, and then here's the, they also make some baby hats too. And I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, anyway, um, we also have these uh, red, white, and blue ones that are given to veterans in hospice. And uh, we've heard how much they really appreciate these and and uh, just receive them with so much gratitude. And uh, there's a whole list on the back of your, of your handout today that tells you all the places that uh, these are used and given to. And, uh, and as uh, Donna was talking about earlier, you have the opportunity to be a giver. Uh, every Sunday, we have a, a rack of, of these white gift bags that each have a blanket in them. Sometimes they're, they're tied uh, fleece blankets for men. Some of them are, are baby ones and then others as well. And uh, you can just pick one up. If there's somebody that you're praying for, you can just pick one up. You don't have to ask. You don't have to sign anywhere. You just take it and you give it and say, some people in my church made this and I'd, lo I'd love for you to have it as just a blessing. And so this is one of the ways that our church is a partner with you as you are in ministry in your everyday life, okay? Now, uh, 
as, as we did with the blessing uh, for the family at the baptism, I want you to imagine this whole front of the worship center is just packed with people. Because that's, that's what it would be like if every person is represented who gets one of these. Okay? So if you would just lift your hand toward these and uh, imagine all the people that will be receiving them. And we have a kind of a blessing of prayer. Will you do that with me? God of all comfort, may your grace be upon these prayer shawls, blankets, baby afghans, scarves, and hats. Warming, comforting, enfolding, and embracing all who receive them. May these gifts of prayer and love be sacred symbols of security, well-being, and blessing. And may their recipients be cradled in hope and healing, kept in joy, graced with peace, and wrapped in love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Scripture for this morning is Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 13. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went door to door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who had heard Paul believed and were baptized. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city." So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Lord, help us devote ourselves to your truth and live boldly, sharing your love and light. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Laura. <clears throat> and uh, I want to say hey to all of you, faith family, and blessings on this Memorial Day weekend. I know a lot of you are uh, planning to make cemetery uh, visits, or you already have. Uh, and uh, I want to give blessings to all of you who are online today. Uh, and I imagine you all sitting under a shade tree at your campsite, maybe watching on your phone and worshiping with us that way. And uh, wherever you are, we are one faith family helping each other become deep, daring, daily disciples of Jesus. And now I'd like to <clears throat> pardon me, bring up Alan Hospodka. Uh, <clears throat> Alan 
and his family have been a part of this church forever, right? Just about? About 100 years. About 100, yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, so anyway, and I got to uh, perform, uh, conduct Alan's wedding uh, back in the spring and uh, with uh, Danielle. And so uh, anyway, as we got acquainted through all this, um, uh, Alan told me a story of his. And I thought, oh, I'd love for you to share that with our congregation. So it kind of has a history to it. Uh, I remember you were on our prayer list about 10 years ago, Alan. Can you tell us what happened? Yes, sir. I, I was. In, in fact, I think I've, I've gotten one of these prayer blankets. Uh, I was in a motorcycle accident July of 2013, so it's been almost thir- 10 years ago. Uh, did almost three weeks in ICU at UNMC. I believe it was 13 weeks of rehab at Madonna and Lincoln. And... and uh, Yes, by God's grace, I'm, I'm still here able to tell this story. It was a long recovery you had, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. sir, it was, yes. And then sometime after that, you, you began to question your, like, why am I still alive? Why did God save me, right? And, and uh, what, how, did God answer that in some way? He did, yes. I, 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 uh, in my daily prayers, morning and night, I asked him why I was why he kept me here, why I, sh- I should be dead. In fact, I did die at the accident scene, oh. but he supplied me with a guardian angel who just happened to be a nurse, and, and she saved my life twice on the scene, as a matter of fact. Uh, 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 and, and then and then I could tell you how long it was. I, I finally, I was going to Trinity uh, Methodist Church in Ralston, and I asked the pastor there, uh, if God talks to you, do you actually hear him talk to you, or, or how do you know he's he's trying to communicate with you? He said he, he could actually talk to you, or, or it may be like a vision. And I said, like a dream. He said, could very well be a dream. So I told him what happened to me one night. Well, happened to me, wrong words. But uh, one night I was sleeping, and I saw I dreamt me standing in his church. If you couldn't tell, I'm a biker, and since I was a motorcycle wreck, but I, I, I envisioned my motorcycle sitting right here, and me all bikered out, the leather and the bandana and all that stuff. We can imagine that. Yeah, can you? Yeah. I kind of look the part, <laughs> don't I? <laughs> uh, but, I, but I'm one of the good ones, as most of us are, and, and, uh, and uh, telling my story to non-believers to try to convince them that God is, in fact, real and does exist, and that he does work miracles because I'm standing telling my story right now. Yeah. And so you have this experience, this, this dream, and it doesn't, it's kind of like it takes a hold of you, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely does. And, and it, it's, it's, it's become a mission, and with your help, hopefully we can get this done. And, and get it. if I can convert, convince, excuse me, one, one non-believer that, that, that uh, God does, in fact, exist. Uh, but I, it's, it's... It'd be it's, fulfillment of your dream. Absolutely, absolutely yes. And, yeah. and, and uh, also in my prayers, uh, when I asked God why I'm still here, I, I told him twice a day, morning and night, I would do whatever he wanted me to do mm-hmm. because he, he kept me alive. Yeah. And th- that's when I had the dream. And so I'm, I'm 
pretty sure that's what he wants me to do. Now, whether it's just a one-time deal or for the rest of my life, it, it doesn't matter. I, of course, will do it the rest of my life as, as many times as I have to. Yeah. But the uh, best I can tell right now is to start off with, with the one time. Yeah. And so this is kind of a, a little bit of a beginning, and, and uh, you're just giving a testimony even here today that God kept you alive, and, and, and here's the reason. And, and um, you know, uh, I would just, you know, as, as your faith family, we want to support you in this. And I thought we would just pray for you now. Is that all right? Absolutely. Well, Lord God, um, we thank you that you, you kept Alan alive when uh, he so easily could have left us, and you sent him back. And, Lord, you've given him a, a dream, a vision of what uh, you want him to do. And so, Lord, we're praying that you'll just send him out to do that, put him in the places that he needs to be and the, the conversations that he needs to be in. And, and Lord, maybe someday you'll, you'll, there'll be a bunch of people that want to hear him talk, right, in this room, or uh, maybe there'll be other places and, and opportunities that you're going to send him to, Lord, that he can just give, tell his story and uh, just uh, let you touch people's hearts and lives be through it. And so, Lord, we thank you, we love you, uh, thank you for your miracle work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. And, and thank you, Alan. Uh, this month I've been introducing a prayer to you. Uh, it's written by Methodism's founder, John Wesley. And uh, so some of you, have uh, we've been through it before in earlier weeks. Uh, I'm going to do the gestures uh, the same way. We're not going to do them in advance, but you can just kind of follow me if you would like to do them. Uh, but first, would you stand with me if you're able to do so? Thank you. This is a prayer for grace. And so we begin with our hands open, one over the other, to receive grace upon grace. Let's pray. Oh God, seeing as there is in Christ Jesus an infinite fullness of all that we can want or desire, may we all receive from him grace upon grace. Grace to pardon our sins and overcome our iniquities. Grace to justify us and sanctify our souls. And grace to complete that holy change, that renewal of our hearts, which will enable us to be transformed into the blessed image in which you created us. Make us all acceptable to be partakers of the inheritance of your saints in light. Amen. Be seated. Um, when I was a much younger person, I served as a pastor in Arapahoe, Nebraska for six years. And the first few years, we received a, a bunch of new members and worship attendance steadily rose. But after the fourth year, participation trailed off a bit. We didn't have quite as many in worship as we did at the peak. And that was discouraging. So over a few weeks, I prayed about it. I'm going, Lord, am I doing something wrong? Is there something you want me to do different? Is it time for me to go? 
And then an idea came to my mind eventually. Don't give up. Feed those who are hungry. And so, based on that, it was just a thought that came to my mind. I knew I was supposed to stay there a little longer. Well, today is our seventh in our nine Sunday series called The Adventure, uh, where we're following the adventures of the Apostle Paul and his missionary journeys. And today's message is don't give up when God hasn't. And that title is also the main idea for today, the, the heart of the message. Now, uh, here's a map of, of Paul's second missionary journey uh, up to this point, and we've been kind of tracing through it. It starts in Antioch of Syria and goes through Asia Minor, where Turkey is today, uh, over across into to Greece, uh, to Macedonia, northern Greece, and then south to Athens. And then today we follow as he heads to Corinth, all right? The capital of the province of Achaia, which is southern Greece. So now you've kind of got the geographical, uh, you know, parameters there. Now let's go open up the scriptures to Acts 18. Grab a Bible and follow with me. Uh, Corinth was a sleazy seaport city known for its rampant sexual immorality, even by standards of the Roman Empire of the day. Uh, matter of fact, they even had a phrase, to act like a Corinthian meant to engage in perversity. Paul goes to the synagogue and he teaches uh, about the Messiah and he announces that, you know, Jesus has fulfilled all these prophecies. He is our Messiah. And how do they react? Well, will you start with me in verse 6, okay? But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes. And I can just imagine him wiping himself, you know. And, and uh, he said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Now, Stuff like this happened before in, in previous places that Paul had been, and it usually meant that the time for him to move on to the next city was about to happen. But this time, God has other ideas. So let's look at verses 9, 10, and 11. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. So Paul stays in Corinth longer than any place on this second missionary journey, even though trouble is brewing. In other words, don't give up when God has not. And of course, this doesn't mean that God wants him to spend the rest of his life in Corinth. He stays just for another 18 months. And during that time, more people come to believe in Jesus. And, and he teaches them all about walking by faith. And uh, today, I want to break down this, this message in three ways. First, don't give up on this church. Don't give up on this church. 
Just because I'm retiring doesn't mean that I'm giving up on you. I'm not at all. God has not given up on Faith Westwood, and neither have I. And I expect the Lord to do great things in this church. Now, COVID knocked us back a few steps, I know, like most churches. We don't have as many in the worship center as we did probably on this Memorial Weekend in 2019. But if you combine our in-person worship with our online worship, you know, we've been having the big, our biggest year ever in the 13 years that I've been here. And I want to say to all of you worshiping online today, I'm so glad you're with us, worshiping with us. And yet, I hope for all of you uh, it, that who are worshiping online, come to in-person worship every time you're able to do so. Because your presence adds life to this church. The work of the Holy Spirit is always greater when we gather together to worship in person. You know, as I look forward to this church in its future, I believe Faith Westwood will emerge as the most important United Methodist Church in Omaha. Maybe I'm biased, okay. But there's a combination of strengths here that is hard to find. And I want to list six of them briefly, okay? One, over and over, I hear newcomers say that they are so well-received at Faith, Faith Westwood. You know, there are a lot of churches that think they're friendly, but newcomers don't feel that way. But I hear a lot from newcomers that you receive them so well. That is so uncommon. Second, we have a strong team of adult leaders serving in student ministry that you don't find in most places. I mean, I just look at them and their dedication and their, the, the mentoring that goes on and the relationships that continue with those students year after year. Three, this church knows that belonging to Jesus and following him means serving our neighbors. As one woman, young woman said, this is the servingest church I've ever seen. Exhibit A, look at all of these blankets and afghans and shawls. Most of them are going to other people. This, number four, this church helps you become a witness for Jesus in your everyday life. You know, think back over the last eight or ten years how you've learned to be a blessed friend. That's part of our consciousness now. And then five, we have a commitment to children's ministry and a team of adult leaders in children's ministry. That's one of the best I've ever seen. Where else can you find a vacation Bible school that's such an outreach into the community? And then finally, six, I don't know of any other United Methodist Church in Omaha that's committed to having small groups for discipleship like Faith Westwood. So I say, don't give up on your church. Stick with it. Support it. Give it your best. And then... Don't give up on yourself. That's also something to think about, isn't it? I remember talking with a family one time who had invited their neighbors to church, and, and their neighbors came for about a month and then never came back. And they thought they had, the, the family thought they had failed. They, they decided that they weren't any good at doing this kind of thing, inviting people. It just didn't work for them. And I want to say, oh, don't give up on yourself so easily. You don't know what God might do through you. 
Now, apparently, Paul was ready to move on from Corinth after being there a short time, but, you know, maybe he was thinking, okay, this is going to play out like all the other places I've been, Thessalonica, Berea, others. Maybe he only saw himself as a two-month missionary. You know, stay for about 60 days, move on to the next spot. So the Lord gets his attention with a vision. Apparently, in this vision, he doesn't see anything. He just hears something. And that's a, that's a way to have a vision. And so it said, this, the Lord says, don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. You may have failed in the past. You may be afraid of failing again. Maybe you felt like you've been giving up on God or that God's giving up on you. You may be discouraged that that serving the Lord is way harder than you thought it was going to be. But the Lord is saying, don't give up on yourself. I am with you. And then finally, don't give up on the people around you. What does the Lord say to Paul in his vision? He says, I have many people in this city. That means Jesus has many people who don't know him yet, but they're going to come to know him. So Paul, don't give up on them. Don't give up on the people around you. And so even when Paul decides to leave the synagogue as his venue for telling about Jesus, uh, he's not giving up. That doesn't mean he's giving up on the Jews. I mean, you read Romans 9 through 11, you know he's not giving up on his fellow Jews. He still loves them and welcomes them and prays for them. One of the ways that I pray for my family and friends who are not currently walking with, with the Lord is to picture them in the future and, and just see their faces and that, and that they are full of rejoicing in the Lord. And I imagine their faces beaming with thanksgiving and praise and to God and I just, pray, I just pray, Lord, let that day come when they are filled with rejoicing in you. I know I, I've told you this before, but I want to share it one last time. In the early hours of November 2nd, 2019, I woke up in the night and I couldn't fall asleep right away again, so... I sat up in bed and prayed for a while. And then after a while, I started getting sleepy, so I thought, okay, lay back down. And just as I'm laying my head on my pillow, some words come into my mind. But instead of being words that are from me, they seem to be words to me. And an inner voice spoke these words. Do not fear. Proclaim the word boldly. I am working in the world and in this church and in you. The next morning I told Trish what happened and she said, you better write that down. (laughs) So I did and that's why I remember the date. And so I say to you, don't give up. Don't give up on this church. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the people around you. 
because the Lord is with you. Let's pray. Good and kind Father, you have always been faithful to us, even when we've not been faithful to you. But Lord, we want to be faithful to you. We want to to return your, your, how, how generous and kind you've been. And so today, Lord, we just give ourselves to you once more. Whatever you want to do with this life, each of us say, I'm all yours, Lord. Here am I, send me. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you will build, build us up so we don't give up. Help me to not give up on my church, myself, or the people around me. And Holy Spirit, anoint me with your presence and power. Fill me with your joy and love and peace. Give me wisdom to see where you are already at work in the world, and I, you just need me to come along and, and help. And now, let's join in the kingdom prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's stand. How I long to breathe the air of heaven where pain is gone. Mercy fills the street to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity.
I would like to uh, invite Nick Blumenthal to come on up here. And uh, Nick and I have, uh, have met in, in one of the, you know, I've got little things I need to do before I go. And uh, one of those is to be a part of receiving Nick Blumenthal as a partner at Faith Wesley. And so uh, he's going to make his discipleship covenant and uh, mem- partnership promise. And I'm going to ask you to just say it with him. Will you do that? You want to hold it? Sure. All right. I renounce, I renounce the, spiritual the spiritual forces, forces of, of wickedness, wickedness, reject the, the evil powers of this, of this world, and, and repent of my sin. I accept the freedom and power God gives me to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. I confess Jesus Christ as my Savior, put my whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as my Lord in union with the church, which Christ is open to people of all nations, nations, and races. According to the grace given to me, I will remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representative in the world. And that's kind of how we talk about our life as a disciple of Jesus. And then becoming a partner or member at Faith Westwood, we add this promise. As a partner of Faith Westwood, I promise to faithfully participate in its ministries by my prayers, my presence, my gifts, my service, and my witness. All right. Thank you very much. You want to stay up here a little bit? And I'm going to invite uh, uh, the fa- baptism family. You want to come up here too? Max, especially you, buddy. Because you're the baptism boy. Tori, you can come on up here too, Dave and Jen. And uh, so afterwards, uh, after the blessing, you can come up and greet them and, and give them your, your appreciation and love for them. And uh, why don't we uh, start on the Max's side and then come this way, through the line, all right? Um, now, before we go, if you uh, would like to worship through your giving and you're prepared to do that, we have offering buckets right outside the worship center, uh, upstairs and down. You can put your gift to the ministry fund. You can put your connection card in there. And also for today, our mission offering is for the student mission trips. You know, a month from today, they're going to be gone on their trip. And uh, a lot of the families are, are uh, putting in a lot too, but every bit we, help, we can help with, with from the church will be a support to them and to help them with some of the bigger expenses. So... Uh, you can get, use the envelope. If you're giving by text or online, use the code TRIP. All right? And uh, we have a gift for Max here before we go. Max, buddy, you get a baptism present today. Did you know that? Yeah. Thank you, Donna. In seven days, we're going to gather back here again, and we're going to learn about the adventure God has put us on right? We're not here just to, you know, coast through life. He says, I've got a purpose for you. Just like with Alan, God has a purpose for you. And over these next seven days, remember that God has not given up 
on this church or on you or the people around you. Will you join with me as we say together, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You can go and build a mighty mansion But with no family All that house just goes to waste You can fix a feast to feed an army But with no friends There's no need to celebrate Back in the Secret.